Thank you for listening to the Casually Molly podcast. This is your host, Molly Ambergy. Just wanted to recognize this episode is in partnership with With Love. With Love is a handcrafted bath and body company based in St. Louis, Missouri. Founded by hubby and wife dynamic duo, Steven and Kendra Hunt, in November 2016, they initially wanted to make natural products for their family to use, but God had a bigger plan. Commercial products and the uncertainty of everything that was in them and eczema in the household, they decided to formulate their own products with items right in the kitchen. They made a post about it on social media, and there they are today. Please follow With Love on Facebook, and you can also follow their page on Instagram. Have you ever wanted to get your shit together? Scrap it, look through the lens and capture it. But first world problems are getting you down Disabled, salty, needing a lap to fix that frown <laughs> Well you can do all those things and so much more Just grab a seat in the chair with the floor Sit back, relax, recline While she drops another casual line You're tuned in to Casually Molly with Molly and Bergie. All right. Welcome back to the Casually Molly podcast. I am your host, Molly Ambergie. If you have not liked our Facebook page or followed us on Instagram, please do. Both are at the Casually Molly podcast. This podcast recognizes all the comedy and entertainment news network that you may see in our city, and we just do it on our casual style and casual way. Uh, I would like to introduce our guests that I brought today. Give it up for my friend, Marquise Moore. Hello. Molly, Molly, Molly. (laughs) I appreciate the love, Molly. Hello. Now, Marquise, we kind of always talk on these episodes about when we first met each other mm-hmm. when did you first meet me i don't even I know i don't even know either <laughs> i don't I, even I, th- I think we just ran into can i get it out all right i think we <laughs> ran into each other at the helium yeah probably well, i always say the helium like it's just the it, helium the helium <laughs> the helium helium comedy club we ran into each other helium I comedy think, club i think we ran into each other uh doing a comedy competition did we yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Was it the uh, just the helium comedy contest each year? Was is. that it? I think it is. I think it was last year. Was mm-hmm. it last year or this year? Probably last year. I think. I think because I I knew who, at least I knew who you were because I uh, for those of you who are just now listening to the podcast, I do comedy in St. Louis, yeah. and that's again how Marquise and I ran into She's each funny other. Yeah, y'all gotta uh, check her out. She dope. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks. You, you, you should check him out, too. We're man. both we're both pretty dope. You know, I mean, just kidding. I mean, we're, we're clearly very stage. humble. So. I mean, we, <laughs> they need us there. They need us back. Like, who else they going to run to? It's either Molly or Marquise. Who you running to? It's what? Which M? Which M do you want? <laughs> oh, <man>. Eminem, baby. <laughs> it's Eminem, baby. Oh, I love it. I like the Eminem. Uh, what was I going to say? You have a show coming up, though. Yes, What's your show? tonight. Tonight, we are doing my, me and my, my co co-producer well maybe he does all the, the production and all the the name calling of it you know he's on it's our company but i say he does most of the all the work when we come down to focus on the funny mm-hmm. uh focus on the funny lc we're doing the i am who i am comedy show tonight you know at the elk lodge and jenny on jenny station road we're gonna get it in man key uh was a key west elk lodge and uh we've done a lot of shows out because we do so many shows though i can't remember a lot of venues names like we do too many, bro. We do it all around St. Louis. Uh, we got like a kind of un- underground comedy vibe, but we just, you know, we just keep it funny. And Absolutely. We just remind people to focus on the funny. So as I am who I am, we got uh, Ryan, uh Rich Brown, we got Libby Higgins, we got uh Carolyn Agnew, Tommy Dangerfield, me and Jason Nelson, myself, Marquise Moore. Let me introduce myself. Marquise Moore will be hosting, co-hosting tonight, and we are gonna get in, man. We gonna be. Psh- Man, we we would get ratchet as hell, though. Oh we, yeah, well, Jason thing? Nelson is a hustler because <laughs> I like how I met Jason was at the Laugh Lounge in West Florissant, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I remember it was like, obviously I came in and I was very new to comedy, and I was yep. like, oh, I'm gonna go try it out at the Laugh Lounge, and it's a great room to try it out on because mm-hmm. everybody's very honest there. Oh yeah. So I I it's kind of more genuine because mm-hmm. if the comedy works, you're like, all right, I made somebody laugh, that and if it fine. doesn't, I'm like, woo. I better start uh, rewriting That's some the thing. things. That's the thing about the predominantly the black clubs, black black owned clubs, and the black comedy clubs are straight fucking honest. Like if you you shitty, they can be like, "That's terrible." Get off yeah. the stage. Mm-hmm. So that's why you know I was like, "Damn, Molly." That's when I see Ooh. Molly again. I'm like, Molly, 
Yeah. You, you sure? <laughs> you sure you want to do this, bro? My like, yeah. Like, and you know, you would see a lot of the, the white white comics, more of the the mainstream white comics that usually go to Funny Bone and Helium. They'll come over, you know. Yeah. And they build it like, okay, this shit funny. You know what I mean? It, so. it, I love it there, and it's a it's a warm room too. Oh, so man. I never yeah. have I I don't know I always and I always have very encouraging because I was a little intimidated too because you're yeah. like oh. Here I'm gonna go. I'm like, well, this shit better be funny, or I'm gonna be ripped to pieces. Man. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's a it builds your confidence, man, because black folks can be straightforward and honest when it comes down to like them hanging out, spending money on their drinks or food or tickets. Look, you better make me laugh, cause I just, yeah, man, I got a bill to stay home for these. Drinks. Man, right, right. <laughs> damn gas bill due. I only pay. I set up. I set up a payment arrangement to get the little fifty dollars. So I can get two drink minimums to get their little rule done. You better make me laugh. And I'm not hungry now. I got to eat some type of salt with this alcohol that made my blood pressure get high. Well, it's different. Open mic audiences are very different from weekend audiences because people come out of their day oh, yeah. they're like oh, yeah. you know i came out from work i work from nine to five i'm exhausted mm. i want to laugh i want to yep. hear oh. i want to hear some things man so <laughs> man it's been a couple times i've been at the funny bone like hmm, man i hope you don't do that shit on the weekend because even white people get get real honest with you after oh a while. yeah after a couple of little drinks or a couple of shots they're like hey you suck <laughs> <laughs> hey someone go out there and get him he's making me upset <laughs> <laughs> and the quickest way for a white person to get you off stage, I'm offended by that. Oh my God, you're yes. killing yes. me. Yes. <laughs> uh, Marquise, before I get to our other guests here, how, you know, I actually don't know this. What got you into comedy? I know that's probably a very generic question. Ooh, but... What got me into comedy? Uh, see, I originally started to do comedy when I was 17. Okay. Um, I uh, started, my first club I performed at was the, what is it called? The Comedy Forum in St. Peter's, Missouri. St. Peter's? Two thousand. I want to say 2003. Summer of 2003. What were you doing out there? Man, I was like, Mom, I want to try this. Because I was like, Mom, I really want to try this. Because I, I was at home watching comedy reruns and all the old Def Comedy Jam tapes, man. I was just watching. And my friends were like, dude, you hilarious, bro. Like, you know, that's how I got girls being funny. Like, I wasn't all with the most. <laughs> all my <laughs> friends were light-skinned with good hair, bro. I got I gotta make them laugh, dog. They, they sexy. All these niggas look like R&B singers, dog. I, gotta, <laughs> I look like a damn rapper, dog. I gotta be. I about to make them laugh. I couldn't rap. I couldn't rap, bro. So I had to make them laugh, dog. So that's that's what really got it. I was like, Mom, I want to do this. Mom, I want to do it. She's like, All right, I'm gonna take your ass out there. And my mom took me out there with her and her friend, you know, and they was there to support me. And I went on stage, I did cool the first minute, and then I tanked and bombed, like, just, like, silence. And the lights, the lights were bright in my face, because I ain't never been on a stage before. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not an artist, so I didn't know how bright the damn lights were going to be. I'm like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> like, it's messing up That's your timing, <laughs> you know? And my mom, she laughing because she's like, see, look at your ass. <laughs> you thought you could do it, huh? And then uh, it's a comic at the time, I don't know if you guys ever heard of him. He's legendary around St. Louis, Arvin Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. Arvin Mitchell, this is right before he t taped the uh, BETs coming to the stage. Maybe like six months later, he taped that, the first season. He's, he saw me, he was like, man, don't be nervous and da da da. He cracked on me a little bit and made, he made me so comfortable. And he gave me gems too. Like, okay, this is what you need to work on. This is a setup. This is a punchline. You know, this is a callback. This is a pun. You know, he, he broke some stuff down to me, but you. I'm a 70 year old kid. My, I'm, a, I'm trying to get famous to get pussy. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? like, I'm just trying to get pussy out here, man. I told you, I was, I, all my friends are like RB singers. Like, they look like B5, you know, <laughs> with good curly hair. I'm trying to get some pussy out here, man. I'm trying, I'm trying to beat them. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't listen to him, man. And then I left it alone about three and a half years. And I said, I came back to comedy in 2008. And that's when the House of Comedy was downtown. It replaced the, um, the laugh on the land. And uh, I went down there, I did okay, and then I heard they was doing a, a Dev Comedy Jam audition. Now, I've only been on stage consistently four months, like constantly on stage, like constantly like taking it serious, and now I started getting booked too. So like four, to, four months, and then this, hey, come down, audition with Dev Comedy Jam. I'm like, yeah, I'm about to get famous. I'm about to get more pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it was about 200 people there. Lil Duvall was there. A lot of those big name Comedy View comics were there to fill mm -hmm. in some of the time. And I went up there. My little sister was with me. And it was 200 people in the room on the land. Man, I bombed so bad. Oh. Like, bro, that was the longest four minutes of my life, bro, because they didn't say shit. Oh. Hey, that's the worst thing very humbling experience it was yes it's the worst <laughs> thing for a comedy not for them 
the best thing is the boo, because these they gave you ration. Like, you're terrible. I'm letting you know we're here. We hear you, and we don't like it. When they don't say shit, it's like you don't exist, it's the worst thing you could do to a comic. Yeah. Oof. That's him talking in the microphone, hearing himself in the, in the speakers. Yeah, you're just talking to uh, dead space, and you just hear yourself, and you're breathing. like, oh, wonderful. <laughs> and I bombed, and then I went back to the back green room, all the comics did, like, men hitting the comic clubs. I didn't know a lot of the comic clubs. I would do, like, church events, you know, um, little open mics with you know, family members and stuff that had a um, little connection. So all the comics were like, I don't know who you are anyway. Uh, I ain't never seen you out here. So then that let me know, okay, I need to like, work on this comedy scene and actually work on with the comics and knowing where the comics be at. Because, like I said, I didn't practice around comics. I, church, bands, and all this stuff. And they gave me the opportunity. And I would kill that little time working on my little act. But, uh, yeah, man, it took me a while before I got funny, man. I've been doing this 10 years. And I've only been, like, maybe, like, seven years funny, to be honest with you. Because it's hard. Like, that it's is a, honest. It's a grind-out business. So that's how I got started. It's, it's a weird, long story, man. But Hey, no, but look where it got you now. Yeah, man. So, man. Now the <laughs> focusing on the funny. Oh, my God. Focus <laughs> on my funny. That's why I met Jason, Jason Nelson at, that night, the Def Comedy Jam audition. He did well. I, I was terrible. I was trash. Yeah. But, oh, but now you're, like, hosting. And now you're doing things. You're doing big things now, Marquise. I but, am, man. It's awesome, man. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm killing the scene, man. I appreciate St. Louis, man. This is, this is I know. I do, too. I, I mean, I, I tell Darius and Steven all the time. I'm like, you know, like the comedy scene here. And what's kind of great about the St. Louis comedy scene, it's very supportive. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of times where, you know, I feel like, a, I mean, in my and we'll get into this, too. But in my opinion, when I first started out here, um, everybody was actually very kind. You know, there was a few times when I first started doing open mics and stuff when I was like living in other places where people weren't as nice. And then when I got here, it was kind of cool because I would go to places like the improv shop or the laugh lounge or anything. And people were like, Oh, I see a lot of promise in you. Let me give you some notes and ideas mm -hmm. of what. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I've never been approached like this. This is fantastic. So I'm like, this is great. But uh, well, enough about me. We're going to move on to our other guest here. We also have Darius Farner, hello, a.k.a. Hello, hello. D. Dare Bionic. Okay. Um, Darius up? and I actually met. He, I did a show over at this place called The Monocle in The mm -hmm. Grove a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And it was called How Are You Still Functioning? Stephen yeah, knows right. about it. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, if, you, if you really want to see it, it's on YouTube. No, but it's, uh, <laughs> it was kind of a mix of, I don't know how I have like 200 and like some 70 views or something on there, but really? I like, I'm like, okay, right, you know, right. like, whatever. <laughs> Thank you for whoever is that. Probably just like some family or my mom watched it over 200 yes. times. I don't I'm like, I don't know who these people are. I'm friends with like five people. Right, <laughs> That's exactly. it. But um, it, uh, what was kind of cool, what I did was I put some comedy into it, but it was kind of theatrical comedy and we... Mm -hmm which I hate using. We called it like a comedy special, which was like really dumb, but it got people in seats because mm -hmm. people were familiar with house. the term comedy yeah. special. So I was oh, like, wow. all right, if this is going to make me some money. And then we, part of the proceeds went to Puerto Rico. We went to do United Way. Oh. Cause, so I tried to like kind of pay it forward as well because it was in December and I was like, that's kind of a hard time during Christmas time or mm -hmm. the holidays, whatever you celebrate, you know, being in that situation. But our friend, Jazz, and mm -hmm. then Darius, they were my opening act. So rather than having another comedian host, I was like, I'm actually just going to have these two rappers and musicians. And <laughs> these people, we had an old couple. I remember that. Yeah, this is oh, him. Yeah. This is right. one of them. Absolutely. We're all connecting things. <laughs> Darius, what got you into, you know, you just directed a show in the St. Louis Fringe Festival mm -hmm. okay. um, called mm -hmm. My Infinite Sadness. Yes. So his play was actually right next to my play wow. in yeah. the Cranesburg Arts Center. So we were like, neighbors, hello. <laughs> and uh, what what got you into, you know, you're doing your, what we're kind of talking about here is casually creating your own brand. You kind of heard how Marquise is creating himself as a comedian. You're in music, you're in theater. What got you into being an artist? You've been on our podcast before. We've talked about yeah. you being casually, casually sad, black, and queer. Uh -huh. And uh, what, all, all the things. All, <laughs> all, like, a little less sad, though. Sometimes. A little sad. You know, we all get a little sad sometimes. I, you know, Steve and I have talked about this, too. Where we're like, right. maybe 
maybe y'all need some therapy. Who knows? Um, I have no idea. Everybody, can I just say before I get in, everybody needs therapy. Okay, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> no Facts. matter what, everybody needs For therapy. Something you going through, like yes, yeah. please go yeah. to therapy. Don't have a shame. I'm a little scared, man. I'm scared it's gonna take some of my funny away, dog. I'm gonna get happy. <laughs> It'll make you funny. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> trust you you letting it out, so now you can laugh about it more and joke. Uh, <laughs> it probably like yeah. make it ten times better. Exactly. Um, but to answer your question, uh, depression got me into being a creator. Uh, mm-hmm. it was a lot of, I started acting because I didn't want to be myself mm-hmm. and I got to take on a character and be somebody else for a little while. And that was pretty cool. Um, and then it started, it turned into, um, being able to transport people out of whatever they're going through, through this character and to, you know, like forget about your sadness or forget about that bill you got due or forget about mm-hmm. whatever for a couple hours. And so it, it turned into helping myself heal to helping other people heal. And so that's kind of why I started doing theater. Um, and then music was kind of always a first love. I started singing at like eight and I got in choir and then I stopped for a long time and then I found it again. And I was like, I really like doing this. Mm-hmm. I should probably do this more often. So I just started writing music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you wrote our theme song. So <laughs> that's yeah, a thing. That was a lot of fun. It's amazing yeah, when you have talented was, friends, you can just call people up. Be like, hey, thank What's you. <laughs> yeah, um, no, that was really special to me. I was like, oh, me? I know. I was like, <laughs> I know you're really busy. You're uh you because you just you were directing a show mm-hmm. too. Where was that? Um Oh man, when was this? This was for it wasn't for the um oh was it the Uppity Theater Company for no, the No 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 it was the Q Collective for the, the Yeah, the Q out Collective, festival. that's yeah. what it was. Yes, um, yes, yes. That was at the Monocle, it was in October. Okay. The second annual Q Collect uh coming out festival was this year. Um so I was doing two shows, one called Catching Lemons and one called Second Look. And I got the message I think I was at rehearsal or something. I don't know where I was, but I was like <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I was like, you know, we're moving into the studio now. And I, uh, for those of you who have been casual listeners to the podcast, when you hear the intro music, it was usually you and Jazz mm-hmm. and the songs that you had created as Same Difference. Yeah. And now you and Jazz, not that you guys aren't friends or anything still, yeah, yeah, but you're kind of doing like, separate friends? endeavors. Right. Can you tell us one endeavor that you have on the docket that we could find if it's like on iTunes or Spotify or? Um, well, I have my album that I released in April called Reasons. It was my debut solo album. Okay. Um, that was pretty that. cool. Thank Yay! you. Thank you. Um, I know snaps for Darius. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. It was a, a long, like a two year process or something like that to get it finished. But, um, so there's that. I also have my own podcast. If you don't mind me plugging. Yes, please do. Yeah. Um, urban proper podcast. You can find on Spotify, um, SoundCloud, Google podcast. We're still working on Apple, but we're on our second season. Mm-hmm. We talk about being black. If y'all like listening to stuff about being black. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I'm directing for the Spectrum Festival in January. We start rehearsals on Monday. So wonderful. Oh, what's up, man? Yeah, yes. What I love is we're hearing all these like really uh, goal oriented people, which leads me to my next guest is uh, Stephen Hunt. Uh, Stephen, if you can share it without getting in trouble, how did we meet? <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, everybody? So Molly and I met. Um, she actually walked into my job to apply to be a front desk agent, and we interviewed. Like she was like funny as hell as doing the interview <laughs> process to where I don't even know if it was more so an interview or we just spent time talking about how much we love bourbon. We mm. did. And, uh, <laughs> it was more Very so about our love for bourbon wow, and um, queso chips and dip. Yeah, we were so, like, we just like bourbon. What's your favorite type? Yeah, like it became <laughs> a conversation about drinking so right. after that, i'm like hey i like that you could be yourself like mm-hmm. that's what i want somebody who's not afraid to have fun and be them so right. you got the job i did and now it was uh but steven and i have actually talked about doing a podcast episode for a while because there was mm-hmm. a time at our job like where it was just like we didn't have like so many people were like leaving and changing so yeah. steven and i were just working together literally on every shift just trying to get through the day and we would always have these like long and deep conversations and i was like you got to be on my oh, podcast man, we need that point. on a podcast like we yeah. could have just had the mics going right now <laughs> and then just the conversation between 
a black man, a white woman, two yeah. other right. white staff. Right, right, like, right, right, right. It was dope. And I'm like, hey, people need to hear this. Right. Yeah, people <laughs> right. need to people we need to know. But uh but why here we are. Here we are. Why I wanted to bring Steven on is because, you know, we we covered comedy, we covered music and theater and artistry. Steven actually started with his wife, Kendra, who I adore, a um, startup company called With Love. If you wanted to tell us a little bit about it, we kind of had it in our intro, but talk about that. So um, With Love, we started in November 2006. So this actually a three-year anniversary um, mm. for our business, eight years for marriage. Shout out to her. <laughs> um, but myself and my youngest son have eczema, like real bad skin. Mm. And either, it was either buying a expensive eucerin or getting the medicated products they was giving you. And she was like, you know what? Let me just try to make something. Mm -hmm. So she made a bath bomb for my son to soak in and posted on social media. And next thing you know, people start inquiring. And I'm like, hey, you That's love what up. you're doing. Like, you love it anyway. Like, right. you're doing it out of hobby. But, right. you know, people need to start taking care of their skin, knowing what they're putting in their skin. Mm -hmm. So our thing was to create natural products. Because what goes on your skin goes in your skin. Mm -hmm. So you want to take, you know, you only get one body treated with love. So mm -hmm. we make products that we love. We love doing it. And that's the way we spread our love through our products. Um and it's with love based off 1 Corinthians 16, 14. Let all that you do be done with love. So we was blessed with this vision. So this is our way to spread God's word and put the word back in people's households. And as they use our product, cover themselves with the word as well. So it's multi-purpose. Multi like treat your body with love, spread God's word. And we love what we do. It's a family hustle. Exactly. Uh, me, my wife, and my two youngest sons. We all do it. We all got a hand in it. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's how we started. It was her vision, um, and I just supported her. Like, I'm like, however far you want to take it, I'm her. Like, if you want to stop it one day, we stop it. Like, but until then, you got my full support. What, what you need me to do? Right. So it's definitely my wife's vision, and I'm just thankful that. You know, I was there with her to help pursue her dream and her passion. Absolutely. Well, that's what I think is kind of cool, you know, because we, we talked about when we were, Marquise and I were going to do an episode earlier, and then you got scheduled for a show, because yeah, which I is did. great. <laughs> Yay. Um, but talking about casually creating your brand, you know, what you had talked about, you know, working with people and kind of how we support other people. You actually work side by side with your wife, which I think is great because sometimes I'll see on different shows and whatnot. Um, you'll like, uh, the one that comes to mind is on master chef. There was this Italian guy that won <laughs> and his wife, he was like, I tried to work with my wife, but we like butted heads or whatever. Oh, yeah, Straight up. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one's got to be doing hey, wife, I was about to man. say, hey. you know, it's kind of interesting, you know, right. you're helping build a brand and you're doing it with somebody who you live 24 seven with, you have kids with you, you have an understanding Sports, with each other, that, like, yeah. but yeah. How does, how does that work? How does that, you know, um, we make it work. Like, we definitely understand that we're a team first. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes I'd be like, hey, are we husband and wife right now? Or are we mm -hmm. business partner mm -hmm. right now? Because I could tell you That's what crazy. I need to tell you from right. a business <laughs> point of view to where you don't get mad and hold it against me <laughs> later on. <laughs> you know, I don't, yeah. hey. <laughs> so what you mean when you were saying, uh, yeah. so <laughs> I was like, saying hey. like that? Because like, we mix our own products. Like we literally hands on. It's us in our workshop at home and mm -hmm. grinding. So... We got different scent palettes. Like, I love earthy. I love... So she'd be like, that stink. Mm. I'd be like, well, yours stink. But yeah. <laughs> like, I don't like that fruity. So yeah. we joke, but we also got two different um, personalities when it comes to the business. I'd be like, let's be a little edgy here. So mm -hmm. we got to make sure we don't cross that over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just because we probably not seeing eye to eye in a marriage. We can't let it affect us when it comes to business or if we not seeing eye to eye on business, hey, let's discuss this. Let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. Like, we're in marriage mode now. We're in business mode. We're in, you know, so you definitely got to know, be aware of each other triggers. Oh, absolutely. On both ends. So mm -hmm. it's fun, though. I wouldn't rather, I wouldn't have no, I wouldn't care to have any other business partner. Like we, we love definitely you, balance each other out. That's what's up. That's awesome. Absolutely. I, I totally get where Steven's coming from because, I mean, you know this. and you know, But Jimmy and I, my boyfriend and I, were both in comedy. Mm. And oh, also, <laughs> I was, oh, Jim. I, uh, I also produced plays. I have a little 
theater company that I run things through and I'm used to producing, like I've produced a show in Chicago and I've done this. So Mm -hmm. me, Chris Denman had me step in and kind of take over for Sophie's and Gaslight the week that Flyover Festival was happening because Uh. they were, We Are Live Radio was doing target practice over in the festival. And I was like, no problem at all. And I'm like in the zone. I'm very used to this. Like, I know what's going on. We're in Sophie's. I was a theater major. I've spent a lot of time in this building. (laughs) And my boyfriend was, (laughs) I was like, I'm going to kill you. He was like, wait, Molly's like trying to tell me what to do. And our Matt Wayman, he just Mm. goes, Hey Jim, are you, are you hosting this? Like what, what's going on or whatever. And I like wanted to strangle him at first. I was like, what is going? And it's, the thing with Jimmy is that he loves me so much that he wants to make sure that things are going well. But from a business perspective, I'm like, babe, I got this. Like, this, this is, is good. good. I got and, it. Like, yeah. And like this, that's the thing. If like a mic goes down, I just have to like wave down the bartender and he can fix the mic and whatnot. Yeah. But that it's just, you. I, I wouldn't want to work with anybody else though. I was like, I love Jim, but it's just hilarious how sometimes you do butt heads on these things. Oh, Chris Dang. Gardner's here with the coffee. With the coffee. Thank with you. Just the Gardner. <laughs> he was so nice. Gardner. Chris Gardner, who's doing the audio for this, is amazing. And Shout he very kindly yeah, got our podcast got guest coffee. Coffees, and you were so worried about coffees. interrupting. And I was like, you know what? Oh, we're going to give this man some credit. Of like, here we go. The the oh, yeah. Oh, of course. With the Gardner. <laughs> So yeah, also speaking of Chris Gardner, you can see him and Denman and Travis Terrell on We Are Live every day, live Shout on out. Facebook. Mm-hmm. Shout out. <laughs> Thank what you. Up, <laughs> what up, Denman? What up, yeah. Terrell? Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of great when you're casually creating a brand. Um, now you have a significant other as well. I do. You, the, here's the thing, and I, you know, with relationships, you kind of have to balance out the hustle and still mm-hmm. put time in for each other and whatnot. Yeah. Facts. With your significant other, what oh, is boy. that like? Unless <laughs> I actually don't know. Is Ronnie? Is he into theater and stuff yeah, too? Yeah. Okay. So he actually does comedy. He does improv. And what he, up? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, he hasn't done anything in a while. He's been kind of on a little hiatus. Oh, that's uh, okay. Get his life together. Love it. Aren't we all been there. Growth, aren't we all? <laughs> um, I love how Steve and I were both like, yeah. We get it <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i actually cast him in a play that i did earlier this year i was like if you want to like get back just to kind of get your creative juices back flowing and he was like absolutely and read the script and was like i love it and he's freaking talented as fuck mm-hmm. um and he's gonna be in spectrum so it's kind of like yeah it's weird directing the person that you're in a relationship oh with. totally That's yeah an odd situation <laughs> and it's cool because we're both like we get it it's kind of like the same thing like we can separate mm-hmm. yeah. this is rehearsal mm-hmm. this is like anything we got to deal with it yeah. we're right here it's, like it ain't exactly. no business partner marquise is shaking his head dude, dude, let me tell you something <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something we got the coffee now. I, t- I tell this, Real to, talk. I tell this mm-hmm. to male comics all the time man i like dude i can't i could not date another female comic and especially we in the same line lineup too, and I'm very competitive with something I know I know how to do. I'm gonna destroy it and make it so hard on her. <laughs> like I'm going, I, I can't help it, man. See, it's, and, and, I'm competitive like that. I gotta outshine you. I gotta be that dude that night. See, really? I'm so competitive like that it when it comes to stuff. I know I know how to do. It works for me and my partner show. because we. He's a comedian mm-hmm. and he's fu- he is funny as fuck. Okay. I'm funny, but I'm not a comedian. You okay. know what I mean? So it's like. I'm a theater artist. Yeah. Like, I do that. Like, that's my life. Mm-hmm. And he's funny. He's a comedian. So y'all are able to bounce off of each other. Like, yeah, he be so, the straight man, and then he be the exactly. boom. Exactly. Yeah, you know what I'm like, it so, works. Yeah. So, I mean, but also, I am real competitive, too. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I would never do, a uh, like, a comedy competition with him, because he would fucking kick my ass. Yeah. Like, he would just destroy me. Like, mm-hmm. it wouldn't even be a competition. Like, See, <laughs> I don't have that at all. Like, here's the thing. And, like, again, Jimmy Day, he's going to be like, man, Jimmy. why am like, I talking on me on the podcast? But... Like, it's so funny. Well, because that's how we met was that we were at it. We were in a show together and he saw me. <laughs> Marquise I'm so happy funny. for y'all, man. I'm happy for y'all, but that would not be me. <laughs> and he met me while I was doing a set. Mm-hmm. And he's always like, you can tell when he's enjoying the set that I'm doing because he's like smiling and like excited for me. And then like, it's kind of funny because. Jimmy Jimmy will talk on stage, but in real life, he's kind of more reserved and kind of a man of few words. Mm-hmm. So if I know I do a good set when he gives me like a tap on the leg under the table, like, <laughs> good job, babe. That was awesome, you know? But yeah, he's he's super encouraging. Like, I, you know, and I, I guess to be with me, and I'm not trying to say, wow, like, look at all the things that I do. But mm-hmm. like, you know, between like working full time, running a podcast, doing all these shows, like, 
he literally comes to every show I do. Like That's he very he exactly yeah. very uh, very few times does. Now sometimes yes. Like if he has a show and I have a show on the same night, I've told Stephen this before. Obviously he's not going to be able to right. come. Right, but right. even when I did Lady Warrior, he came the first night, and then what happened was the second night he had to work on the house, and then he came and just watched the second half of the show mm -hmm. but i think we're i think we're competitive within ourselves because the critic the worst the worst critic of you is yeah. you mm -hmm. and then you know but if he says something sassy or i say something sassy like we'll just bicker for two seconds and then we're like all right you want to go get a pizza no i don't know i that's don't that's really what it is it's not even a competition between mm. the two of us it's it's like we know our lanes like you said yeah and, and i'm I'm the you of our relationship. Exactly. I, I know I'm we've talked. Yeah. I'm doing yeah. podcasts. I'm writing plays. Yeah. You know, producing plays. I'm doing everything. I have my. I've got so many irons and so many fires. And sometimes right. he just yeah. looks at me. He's like, "Please stop." I know. Jimmy's right. like, like, "You need yeah. to relax." And I'm like, "You're also flipping a house." And he I'm goes, like, "I am relaxing." Yeah. I know. I was like, "I am relaxing. This is fun for me. Like sitting with my friends. You mm -hmm. know, just you know, it's mm -hmm. it's it's yeah, fun I for me. I like it." To relax. I get to it when I get to it. Like. Mm -hmm. I'm I know like, it needs to be done, but on my time, like, she's like, oh, we got to get this, we got to do this, we got to look here, whatever, if it ain't done, it ain't done. Right. Yeah. Like, just try our best to get what we can. Yeah. See, that I'm is like, one thing. I'm like, this email right now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> if it's not done, like, that's why I've had this little, like, Friendsgiving thing last night, which now I want to expand now that I know I can actually do it. And I told Darius and Steven when I came in, I was I woke up and I was cleaning. And it's still not completely clean in the apartment, mm. but it's clean enough where I know yeah. that I can at least come in with the mindset of, oh, but yeah, Jimmy's house, he's flipping it. I don't know how he's doing that. It stresses me out and I have anxiety. Like there's no flooring. And like, oh, but he's no. a dude. Like there's a potato box that was sitting in the living room. And I said, why do you have a box of potatoes just sitting in <laughs> a cardboard box? And he's like, oh, you know, it's just a potato potato box it's fine i'll put it in the pantry no deal but i don't know i feel yeah, like that's box. kind of a life balance there yeah. um typical for create typical mm -hmm. typical people you know mm -hmm. um what has been kind of the you know creating yourself as in your identity i feel like every few years or so sometimes you that can change and mm -hmm. you can involve like you still have some of the same qualities of yourself mm -hmm. but i feel like like I look at some of my material for maybe like two or three years ago and I'm like, oh, what trash. Like I mm, like my material yeah, yeah. much better than I did back then. Like I'm like, wow, I don't even know why I, I thought that was funny. Like yeah. we, we um, JB and I, who JB. Shout out to JB. Jim yeah, shout Buck, out to JB. James Buchanan. Yes. My boy. Yeah. Oh, I, oh yeah. Great friends. He's friends with Marlon. Oh, of so, course, yeah. Everybody yeah. knows everybody. Everybody yeah. knows everybody. <laughs> we linked some type of way, man. It's, uh, we talked about, yep. isn't it crazy? Like, that's why I was like, do you guys know each other? Well, now we'll all know each other. Yeah. But um, we, uh, we talked about, he was in our episode for Casually Censored, and we kind of talked about how you kind of look at your first set, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, mm -hmm. ew. Like, I, I can't, sometimes I can't even look at it. And I'm like, what, what am I doing? But, you know you, you kind of have to change and evolve and sometimes that yep. can be hard. What has mm -hmm. been kind of a difficult journey, Stephen? We'll start with you. If you've had any difficult parts of it to kind of create your own brand as a person and with love, has there been anything kind of challenging that you would probably give somebody advice on if they were in the same position you were Definitely. in? Definitely. So <clears throat> when we first started, excuse me, um, it was Body by Bella Dior. Like, that was the name of the business. I Body remember by that. Bella Dior. And it was just bath bombs. So we sat with friends. Um, we just stayed up all night talking about different names. Like, what are we trying to portray in our business? Like, Body by Bella Dior. Like, as a man, buying something for my beard, like, because we got beard care products and all that. I wouldn't go to Body by Bella Dior to buy beard bomb for men. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah. I'm like, so what are we doing this for? Like, what are we trying to get out there? So that's when we had the brainstorm. Like, we had all this product made, and we in the process of time about changing the name. Mm -hmm. So, like, we got to unpackage stuff. We got to go through this. And, you know, it's, it got to the point, like, do we really want to go through this or keep it the same? We got to change paperwork. We got to change account information. Like, it's a lot going through mm -hmm. it, but it's like, it's a, it's a necessity to grow. Like, don't be scared to change. Embrace it. Um, and it worked out for the better. Like, trial and error with our bath bomb. We used to try to put them in the oven. Like, 
our bath bomb is melting. Like, it mm. won't keep its form. Like, let's try putting it in the freezer to see. A, we tried everything. So, um, the prices, we was jipping ourselves. Like, giving away stuff for free. And I'm like, we in here for profit and all that as well. But we don't want to lose. We don't want to cheat ourselves. So, sometimes you just got to go with what you feel. Like, don't be scared to change your growth. And when you reflect, especially with Facebook memories, like they remind you yep. how bad you used to be. Right. We like, were talking about I do not want to see how trash I was three years Man. ago. Like, <laughs> if, I was, if I would have still been doing that, I know we wouldn't be where we are today because we was young and dumb trying to do this. Like we didn't have any blueprint. It just yeah. was, this your passion. You love doing it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I love doing it. Mm-hmm. Let's just go with it and see where God takes yep. us. That's mm-hmm. why, you know, he blessed us with the vision. So we pay it forward with our everything we're doing absolutely and some people like when we switch to being a scripture-based business people like oh like yeah sure y'all want to do that like i'm like look here if somebody don't buy my product because of the name or what i stand behind like i'm not trying to push religion on you no i'm just sharing my blessing with you Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. if you think i'm gonna change my name in fear of not getting a sale I don't want that purchase. No, yeah. not at all. So, yeah, like, when it comes to change, people going to try to knock you. The devil going to try to stop you and send all these other shots at you to where Man. you you want to stay the same because you're scared, oh, if I leap out, I'm going to fail. Right. Sometimes yeah. it's that failure that make you grow back stronger. Step so, out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Walk out on faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, like, it's no, like, that. get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes. And that's that. Oh, I love that. Oh, yes. I said that all the time. Do you see why we wanted a podcast yes. now? This, know, these were our chats. Yes. <laughs> I started saying that growth is on the other side of fear, and, like, mm-hmm. you're going to be so thankful when you do it. Man. Well, that's mm-hmm. what I told Steven when I told him the first night I ever went to the Laugh Lounge, and then um, we'll get to you guys, too, to kind of talk. Mm-hmm. It was a... Uh, that was actually kind of a really growing night for me because I remember I told Steven, I was like, you know, being a white woman, you know, we're going to jump right into race, guys, getting right. crazy. But, oh, you know, ready. here she goes. Here oh. she goes. Here we Here's are. Here's the white but why I say <laughs> <laughs> Why I say that is because so many people were like, it, mostly white people, obviously, because no one else would have said this, but. They uh, they were like, you know, you're a white lady going to West Florissant, you know, like, how are you going to be related to or whatever? And I remember I came back and I told these people who were ignorant, I was like, you know, and I was scared again about the honesty that mm-hmm. I was going to receive because like Ricky Royal, who I adore yeah. and is like one of my mentors was yeah. there and gave yeah. me some advice. I love him to death. Um, but I, I was very I was very nervous about it. And I remember I was like, that is such an ignorant thought to have because you just if you put yourself out there in what most people would consider an uncomfortable situation, you actually get to meet people race aside for just like genuinely who they are. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds very, very cliche, but by actually putting myself out there and not just like being where, you know, like, oh, well, here's here's where I'm like comfortable mm-hmm. with. I don't know. It just, I, I know it sounds like very cliche and very just like, oh, you know, but I just thought that was just an ignorant comment. I couldn't believe that I received that type of mm-hmm. feedback from mm-hmm. people. I don't know. I'm also a city girl. My mom's from Queens. So for me, no, things mom, are bro. a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to Molly mom. Right. I know. Like, yeah, shout I know. out to my mom. So like for me, I, I didn't learn about all of these things until I got actually out in the real world. Cause I'm yeah. like, oh, doesn't everybody think like me? But mm-hmm. then you realize that no. everybody's uh, very uh, ignorant uh, and they uh, don't. That's the one thing I was very unaware of. I was like, I, and I think I told Steven this too. I was like, wow, I, I didn't realize there was just certain like, you know, rough things that went on, but you know. it's like a weird, really obvious, but also not obvious racial divide in St. Louis, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially when it comes to the arts. And it's like, you see it, you see it happening. I was actually having this conversation uh, with Heather Bird. She was in town. Yeah. I love yesterday, Heather. And we were just talking about, you know, race in, in the arts and in theater in St. Louis. And I was like, yeah, we're, we as in black people are here. And you, you start to see more black people doing their own thing because it's hard sometimes mm-hmm. to, I hate to say integrate, but integrate into the theater community in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, building your brand like this. Uh, yeah. So block. like when uh, I wrote and produced My Infinite Sadness, I produced it in January for the first time on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
I was like, I just did it. I didn't ask permission. I didn't ask anybody if I could. I I don't care. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to do this because this is what I want. And it was excellent. Right. I, and I saw it. Not because he's sitting here. He's my friend. But it was it was very well done. And I, it was very moving. Thank it really you. was. It opened up my eyes to a lot of things I, I didn't think about. So Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, anybody and able to find that now or, like, is on um, the website, I YouTube? did a really terrible recording of that uh, fringe that I will never let anybody see. Gotcha. Awful. Well, you'll just have to produce it again. Yeah. Well, I've yeah, got a video camera now. Right. We'll film it. Right, It'll right, be right. great. That's yeah. The thing. <laughs> I had several photographers and like videographers that I was reaching out to for the first time, um, and all of them fell through. So I was like, all right, well, that just means we got to do it again. So we've done it twice. I'm not opposed to doing it a third time at all, like yeah. at any rate. Um, but yeah, it it really is like I guess you could say my brand, my my biggest thing is just don't let anybody tell you no. Yeah, I agree with that. Like don't ask permission and don't let nobody tell you no. Mm -hmm. Which I think is a a really profound thing to say because I feel like when you are creating something new that is against the grain, a lot mm -hmm. of people are like, "Oh no." Like people all the time when I first started doing comedy, I had a boyfriend that was like, "Oh, no one will ever watch you." Like I was like, okay, trash, bye. Right. <laughs> like, Why would you say and that? then I left him on the toilet. He was like, are you going to break up with me while I'm on the toilet right now? And I said, I sure am. Mm -hmm. Bye. <laughs> and I grabbed my dog and I walked out and I was like, peace out. But that's the thing. I think that's what I think that's what clicked because it wasn't a good relationship to begin with. But I, yeah. I, I just remember I was like, oh, it'll be fine because I was like 22 and like young, and you always think like, oh, he he's being this way because he's concerned about me. When in reality, it's just more like keeping tabs. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do some comedy, and like now I'm so happy. You know, right. like it's I'm great. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I met like, so many good people. Not the same thing happened to me, but like that's how like. Acting was the boyfriend on the toilet for me. <laughs> I was like, I gotta go. I can't do it. I can't act anymore. I can't do it. I have to stop for a minute. I have yeah. to produce plays. I have to write. I have to do like I have to do something else creative because mm -hmm. it was pulling all of my energy out, and I was exhausted. And I ran away to New Mexico, and I had this whole like spiritual experience mm -hmm. over the week of my birthday when I was twenty five. And I came home, and I was like, This is it. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. I'm a new person. I'm ready to do. All the things that I've been so happy and so successful, so successful since. Absolutely, Congrats. you have. Congrats, Congrats. Congrats. Thank, you. thank you, thank it's you. A own, it's a it's a grind, man. Mm -hmm. It's like sometimes it just takes time and growth, because in comedy, it's like wine. You get better with age. Mm -hmm. You know, when I started getting better at comedy, I was maybe like 23, 24. Mm -hmm. But I didn't have shit to talk about. I don't think I could talk about skinny jeans, eyelashes, what's going on in pop culture, what's <laughs> you know my gap. You know, that, I didn't have much to talk about, so I had a solid like four to six minutes. So now that was 24, but now at 35, I dated, experienced dating a woman with kids, yeah. experienced living in a woman's household, experienced, you know, getting kicked out of our household, had to move back in the I know my this mama whole household. Set, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like these are a lot of everything I say, you know, most of the things I say, Molly, is just basically the truth. And I'm it just is. giving it, I'm just telling you what happened and I'm breaking down the context of what happened. So, like, since I've, I, I would definitely say 24 Marquis. It's trash compared to 35 marquees because yeah. now it's like it's unfiltered. Like mm -hmm. it's real. Well, I can talk about what just happened to me yesterday at my job. Yeah. The truck being late. And I can break that down, how, you know, scenario and people, everybody can relate. So it's just like growth and process. And it takes time, man. It takes time and stepping out of your comfort zone, mm -hmm. bombing. Like, damn, that wasn't funny. What, what could I do to make that funny? You know, and I just come back to it instead of just like, ah, that's trash. I'm never doing that again. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. you, I used to give, I was told by Javon Bibbs. He said, man, I don't know if y'all know Javon Bibbs, but he's pretty dope. Uh, he said, I used to give a joke three strikes. So I was like, you know, I'm going to start using that. And he I told like me that, that when I was like 24. And I've been doing that. Like, okay, that didn't work. Let's try it this way. Okay, it did better. All right. So then I add something on it. If it does well, I'm like, well, I'm going to come back to that and I'm going to add it as the filler. When I do go on a roll and they give me 25, 30 minutes, come back to it, I got a whole Comedy Central set. But, you know, what, what comedy is, what makes it really, really hard, Molly, and I don't know if you went through this yet, when you get booked outside of St. Louis, people book you for 25, 35, 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, what's your strongest, what's the strongest you can stay on stage? I always say it around like 20 to 25. And if I get hot, 35, you know. And, okay, okay. But... At home, I don't get to practice 20 to 25. Yeah. I only get to practice, what, four minutes? Yeah, because we 10 do four if minutes. I, 10 mm -hmm. if we hosting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So we don't get to constantly work on that, 
that craft. Exactly. So when you get on that road, a lot of times you come up with more material, or you go back, you go back in that notebook or that your phone, and you be like, ah, okay, let's see if we can add that to this, you know. But it takes time, man. Growth and stepping out of your comfort zone, man. I talked about like Ricky Royal, for example. When me and Chad was running the heavy anchor. Chad Wallace. Chad yeah. Wallace. Chad Wallace. This Wallace. is like the fourth time. A lot of the guys, he, when he was new, <laughs> when he was new, he was like you with the white side of comedy. He's like, man, I don't know if I'm going to make these white people Yeah. Lie. You know, Larry Green was the same way. Like, I don't know. I'm going to white people get me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I, and I understand. Yeah. Chad and I have had this conversation yeah. too. He's great. Love yeah, him. Yeah. So love it, him to death. Like, yeah. it was uh, Mike McGuire who started taking me on the road with him, started taking me to little small towns like um, Alton, Illinois, Peabody, Missouri. And sometimes he do all white biker bars. Mm-hmm. And I've done at least about six biker bar shows with Mike McGuire. And usually when I walk in, it'd be packed with white people. Yeah. Bikers. And he usually bring Chad Wallace, uh, me, or Tyrone. It's usually two black guys and one black guy. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it was just me. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to a predominantly, like they'll set it up, you know, the table's up, facing the stage. They have a nice stage, nice lighting. And you go in a room, you fall in four other white people, and then they see you like, what the hell are you going to do? <laughs> you know, they looking like, he got lost, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he must. Yeah. Because they ain't make no flyer, like you know, Mike. Mike, Mike producing the show, comedy showcase. He didn't make no flyer. They mm-hmm. didn't see you on the flyer, so it's like, okay, I got these comedy tonight. Mike does what he does, you know. Mm-hmm. And all right, Marquis Moore, and I'm like, uh, okay. So once I go on stage and I kick ass and I destroy, it, they all in. Hey, what's your Facebook? Hey. Yeah. But at, when I first sat down, it was kind of like. Who's this nigger? People like, <laughs> people like funny. Man. Mm-hmm. But when you get that, them eyes, and sometimes, yeah. I would, sometimes I would joke with the white comics, like, uh-oh, I think you got something on your face. And I'll be talking to him, and he'd be like, oh, I get it. You saying you're the only black. Yeah, they keep staring at me. You see how they looking at me? Mm-hmm. They'd be like, what? What you talking about? You see how they looking at me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll be talking like yep. one of the white. You see how they yep. looking at me? Yep. But I always kill, man. <laughs> Shout out to him. He helped me get out of my comfort zone as far as, like, the predominantly white rooms. So... That that helped me a lot, stepping out that comfort zone, just giving myself like, okay. And I think I got better as a comic during those rooms. Like yeah. I said, when I go back into the black rooms, I was just talking about the same stereotypical stuff. But then when it, Mike said, come on, go on the road, make this little, you know, $50, I was like, all right, cool. And I, that right there showed my growth, and I got stronger from then. Like every time he... Every, usually every time I go on the road, man, and then I come back home, somebody want to give me like 25, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then that's like, oh, I've been working out. So now I'm like, I know I'm a killer. Yeah. Like we did, uh, were you at the, uh, the Crack Fox? Which one? There's uh, a, is it one downtown. Just, oh, the, oh, yes. I've, so are you talking about, because there's a few, are you talking about Randy Cash's open mic or Chris Sears' show? Chris Sears. Right? Okay. Yeah, uh, I know exactly. I haven't been in it yet. Chris Sear, hire me. But I, yeah. uh, shout out to Chris Sear to possibly yeah, man. hire me. Hey. Uh, Chris no, Sear is the right. man, man. That's Chris Sear is the man. That's he knows my I'm dude. joking around. So me and Jason, of. focus on the funny. We did a uh, One Life to Live comedy run. We had uh, Nick Kubar on it. We had JB. Yes. You know, and then it was me and Jason. So we we had a little comedy run. We did like four cities. We did Springfield, Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri. We did St. Louis before we left. And uh, we did uh, Columbia, Missouri. We did a lot. We did a little comedy run back to back, and it was awesome. And and JB got kept getting stronger and stronger. And yeah. he's still new. Yeah, he's still new. And he I just know. Kept, I'm like, okay, uh, in a minute, you have to go behind me, JB. You just killing too hard. You know, you look <laughs> They're like, damn, JB, like, you didn't tell us you had this in your bag. Like he was like, man, <laughs> I, I was so nervous. Like you don't look nervous. You when you went up there and destroyed it, brought the house down in Columbia. He destroyed it. Like yeah. he picked up our team. Like yeah, because. Jason locked his phone and little girl took it. It was <laughs> crazy. It was, it, was, it was nuts, man. How'd you lose your phone? Boy, I got a plate of chicken. I'm like, what the Come plate on, of chicken? Come on, Jason Nelson. <laughs> you setting black people back, losing your phone, getting distracted by a, a, plate, a of plate of chicken. chicken. You set I mean, the culture back, man. I'm, I got to agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> you got your life on your phone nowadays. You, you a plate of chicken? I would lose my phone for a plate of chicken. <laughs> you say you would? I absolutely would. It got to be a damn good plate of chicken. Listen, if man, my mama makes Because if chicken, I lose my phone... <laughs> yeah, no, that's our life now. Like done. you got everything in there. Yeah, recipes, man. For the business, all that. Like man, your credit oh, well, card. See, my phone ain't that important. I, uh, yeah, I got my whole life with this phone, yeah. man. Like, all my pornos that I love. <laughs> oh wait, I do have lyrics in here. Never mind. I do got. Oh yeah, like, see? it's always a backup. It's always up to the cloud. It's fine. Yeah, like it's backed up, but. But the sun everything up, man. Business. The sun that story up, man. We went on the road. That one I like to live. It was my birthday weekend. We celebrated hard before we left. Uh, we came back. I did. Uh, I did 
a venue, and then Chris is like, you want to do a 20 at the crack, crack box? And then when I got there, he said, like, man, give me 25. And I was like, all right, if I get hot, I can give you 25. I end up doing I do I end up doing 26 because I just slaughtered that because <laughs> because you know like I said I was just talking about stuff that we just happened just did on the road with the whole like what was Springfield Missouri and the Springfield Missouri joke about saying you know that's where that's where white privilege go and die because <laughs> they got I never felt sorry for white people until I went to Springfield Missouri How I've sad. never been but that's I'm some sad at looking at <laughs> white people down there. Like, tap into your white privilege you know that's where that came from <laughs> <laughs> sad as hell. If you rinse your mouth, like you're sitting on the go, man. Man, all you gotta do is wipe out all the crack out of your eyes, dude. You can be the next Zach Efron. You can be in a high school musical four, dude. Just get, just clean your face, man. To your white, man. <laughs> you, you're wasting your white. If you're not gonna use it, give it to me. Man. You're wasting your man. white. You're wasting it. Like no, but that's what that came from. Yeah, I, I did that in front of them, dude. And then I jokingly, I went over because I always try to test when I'm like, when I get up to this point, I want, okay, what else can I say? In my head, I'm hot. I'm like, look at you. He's like, no, man, the system got me. He's not, I'm like, what? He said, yeah, man, it got me all tied up in the system. I said, no, no, look at me. Lift your head up. I can't believe I'm saying this. Tap into your white power. Come on, get up. No, and I was like, oh, shit, I just said that. <laughs> but they lost their shit because it's funny because hearing a black man say, okay, don't tap in it too much. <laughs> Bring it out a few notches. I was like, fuck that. I didn't fuck around and became the, the black grand wizard of Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> I love it, though. It's an untapped market. God damn it. Look, I might run for president. <laughs> and sometimes we need that. Like, I, That's what's great about comedy is sometimes, and this is kind of a, a whole other debate that we would need a whole other podcast episode to talk about, but sometimes you need that, that unfiltered comedy mm-hmm to reach those points because people are always like really uncomfortable about like talking about things and again creating your brand when you want to create yourself you do have to get into that uncomfortable situation which sometimes Mm -hmm. makes you have uncomfortable conversations it's only before just about everything it ain't too it's not too too soon or too long before somebody will say what do you mean white power like it's gonna be a it's gonna be somebody black be like man why you telling people white black why you telling white people black power as a black man I'm like I mean, white power as a black man. I'm like, dude, it's just a joke, bro. It's, it's just a joke. It's really yeah. like the content is saying like they're poor mm-hmm. and they're not using their white power. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's like really all like, you got to do is go into a bank and apply for a credit card. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> you are, your score on, just man. went up when you filled out like, that application. Yeah, like, sometimes, sure. sometimes it's not always about racism. Sometimes it's just classism. It's like, they look like yeah. trash. They look like trash, so they're going to get treated like trash. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's what I'm really saying. But somebody going to be like, no, you you telling white, you a sellout. You telling white people to White power, tap into the white power. No, stupid. No, stupid. Exactly. It's simple classism. Just saying, clean up yourself and you can use your white skin. <laughs> That's why they ain't give you nothing. You look black. You know what I'm saying? Like, you look sad. Like, look at your teeth. Rinse them teeth out, man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> this is, this is, this is with sticky like, teeth, man. You can't see him, but Steven and Darius are like dead right now. And I'm like, this is Marquise, baby. This your teeth stink, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid to tell a white man his teeth stink. The teeth stink, man. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Well, let me end on this really quickly. So going forward, for people that are, you know, we talked about, you know, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations to learn more. Um, If there is one piece of advice that you could give somebody who is trying to create their brand, whether it's a startup or in comedy Mm -hmm. or as an artist, what would you tell somebody that is aspiring in these positions? Steven, we'll go ahead and start with you. Um, I would have to say, like, don't quit. Um, get you people that believe in you. Get you a good support team. And, like, do it to make you proud. Find your purpose, your passion, and pursue it wholeheartedly. Don't stop. Like, don't let nobody deny you from what's yours. Um, and I wholeheartedly believe only God only God could be the one who, well, no man can stop what God has for you. Like, the only person able to get in your way when you pursue something is you. And that's it. Yeah. 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 Darius, what about you? Um, as an artist, find your niche. Mm. And once you find your niche, expand upon it. Make sure that you know what you're good at and then develop all of the other skills around that to make it even better. And also, don't stay in your niche. Mm. Find it, use it to jump to somewhere else. Mm-hmm. 
I like that. Yeah. What about you, Marquise? Uh, the best type of experience is the experience. Just go do it. You know, just jump in and learn how to swim later. Like, you know, if you just do it, dude. I can't swim. Bro, me either. I hope one of y'all, <laughs> this place started get filling up, though. I hope you can save both of us. I don't know about that. Jump in and learn how to Damn. swim later. I jumped in and I couldn't swim at all and I almost died. I Shout out said, to my wife. Oh, man. Me. I just said black me back further. <laughs> yeah, Y'all can't right. swim. Why don't I make a swim? That's what I'm like, bro. Ah, That's shit. a bad well, uh, to make everybody feel better, my mom can't swim and she's well, white. So. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. My mom, again, is from the city. And during the time it, that polio came out, all the oh. public pools were banned. Yeah. So my mom never knew how to swim. So it. when she had me, she's like, you are learning how to swim. Yeah. And then like, but it was very dramatic. There was this new alligator slide that came out at the YMCA mm -hmm. or wherever where I took lessons. And my mom, to make sure that I could swim and I'd be okay on the alligator slide, made everybody come out and watch me. So if you can just imagine, <laughs> precisely, that's a, that was the, it was so embarrassing. And oh, I got like a round of applause going out. I was like, oh, I just remember being little and being, I was like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Like all these lifeguards are watching me and my mom's like, everybody watch. My daughter's about to go on the slide. So oh, like people wow. are like cheering me on. Also confused. Woo. Very weird. I don't know why I know. I'm here. Why am I here? I was like, all I wanted to do was go down the alligator <laughs> slide. Okay. Just, just do it, bro. Just, like, just, just do it. Do just it. like going just down the alligator slide. Don't worry about it, dude. Just learn on, on, a, on a job learning. Just on the job learning, bro. Like, don't sure worry not. about it, though. Just do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Another thing, like, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No, go ahead. Like, when you're building your brand, you got to make it a lifestyle. You got to believe in it. You mm -hmm. got to... If oh, nobody man, back yes, you, yes. you got to... Oh, my God. If you're the only one rocking your own stuff, if you're the only one... Bruh. Laughing at your jokes when you say them in the your mirror. Your own best fan. You, your biggest <laughs> fan, and your yeah, biggest yeah, critic. I'm Pursue it fan. wholeheartedly. I'm a big, I'm a biggest fan. Like, dude. nobody here probably building a brand and not, like... Committed to it, man. Like you, you got, it's yourself. your lifestyle. It's yeah. not a brand. It's a lifestyle. My lifestyle is with my brand. I work at a Dollar Tree. At the, in the morning, I work at the Dollar Tree. But you know, I I I got a flexible, dead end job, so I can do comedy. Right. I so work then. in a restaurant, so I can do theater. You know what I'm saying? Like, we right. work Steven in a hotel. gives me the like, flexibility. I, give, I do Molly's schedule. She just let me know what dates. That's and what like, I'm talking I about. I'd be like, let me know your schedule and. If like the podcast, all right, you can work yep. after the podcast if yeah. you need to be scheduled. But yep. like, you know, find people to support you, mm -hmm. and if not, like, make it your lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. it's bigger than the brand. Got an event. I'm like, oh, hi, yeah. I'll yeah. help you. That's, <laughs> that's, best, that's <laughs> the yeah. best kind of boss to have. A lot of bigger than the brand. Definitely. Yeah, we're like, tight. We yeah. like our bourbon, our chips and dip. Man, and I don't like the word boss either. So that's right. even. Better. I know, <laughs> but it boss yeah. in a good way, like you know, fun boss, man. Yeah, I think no, what all no. kind of lead it on, and then we'll get into where we can find you guys, is, you know, there's actually, I have this mug, and it says, sorry, not sorry. Um, and I know everybody's like, what the heck? But it's kind of my motto. Like, I always do this thing called fuck it. I'm like, you know what? Like, if I'm going to be nervous about something, fuck it. I'm just mm -hmm. going to do it. I'm going to see what happens. And mm -hmm. it's I actually kind of worked that. out for right. me. Like, I, I like it. It's yeah. like, weird as it sounds, everybody's probably like, what the hell? But And I don't feel like I, doing this, but. Fuck you know it. what? Fuck no. it. I'm just going to do it anyway. And usually, like, even with this podcast, I, for a while, I, I, you know, here's the thing. Everybody had a podcast. It got to a point where everybody's like, I'm having a podcast. I'm it did. And I was really like, did. I don't have anything to talk about. And then I was like, well, let me tap into my journalism major. Mm -hmm. And, um, I always did something called like I would be like, oh, I'm casually here just because I'm sarcastic always. all the time. Like, like you know, oh, you know, casual. <laughs> like don't. So I was I like, casually, Molly, casually this is gonna these. work. <laughs> like yeah, this right, is. Yeah. And uh, it was, you know, I ran it by people and, you know, like I said, we were just at a table in my loft and my girlfriends and I, we'd put out the phone and I talked about. Um, talking to people on dating apps like you do when you first start doing stuff and. Um, basically it was that there was this, uh, this app that, uh, was off brand per se. And I didn't know that people could see that you were looking at their profile. And since I didn't know how to do it, I, what is it? Oh yeah. I looked at the profile like six times. I was like, what is going on? And then he messaged me and saw it and I was like, oh my God, fuck it. I'm getting off this app. But, um, that is all the time that we have for today. I again, wanted to thank Stephen Hunt with With Love thank Body, Marquise Moore for being a comedian and being awesome. And Aww. then also 
we have got our music and theatrical man here, Darius Barner. Please look up With Love Body on social media. You can find Marquise. What's your Instagram? Uh, I, uh, what is it account? now? I didn't change it. I am comic Marquise Moore. Underscore. Great. I underscore am comic Marquise and Moore. Darius, what about uh, you? You can find me on literally everything at D-Dare, D-D-A-R-E, Bionic, B-I-O-N-I-C, because I'm branding myself (laughs) love it and uh, you can also follow the casually molly podcast on facebook and instagram and you can follow me at molly ambergie again you can also casually subscribe to the casually molly podcast on itunes your apple podcast app google play spotify and podbean what are you gentlemen going to casually do now casually go to this vendor event where we selling with love all right county uh, Christian Community Church. I probably said that wrong, but we there until yeah. two o'clock. Nice. I feel like I know. It's off How to Shell, right before Riverwood Trails. Oh yeah, I know where How to Shell is. Yeah, bet. Um, I'm gonna casually go to work. <laughs> Get that money, man, so you continue you know. to chase that dream, bro. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen. Thank you. And we will see you soon. Have Get a good one. Up,